Hello, 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 fam. How, hi, how are you guys? Um, the Lord has given me a word this morning, and He told me to go speak it to the nations. So I'm gonna go speak to the nations in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> so let's just bow our heads and get into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Father. I thank you for everything that you do for your children, known and unknown, Father. I just love you, Lord, and I worship you, Father. I just, I'm so grateful for you. I, I'm so blessed that you have shed your blood for just, not just me, Father, but for all of your children, Father. In the name of Jesus, no other love can compare to that, Father, that take on our sins, Lord, in the name of Jesus, even though you were just a spotless lamb, Father. You took on the sins of your children, Father, and I just thank you, Father. You are so worthy to be praised, Lord. Father, as we get into this word, I pray that you increase, Lord, as I decrease, Father. I pray that you place your words on my tongue, Father. You give this word how you want it to be gave, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father. You just use me as your vessel, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just bind up any lying tongue, any foul enemy that would try to come up against this word, I sever them at the next in the name of Jesus. I cancel every plan that they have plotted against any one of my brothers and sisters or myself, Father, I cancel any plan, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Okay, fam, let me let my puppy out because she's about to lose her mind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the Lord told me to start reading what he told me this morning first. And then to go into scriptures. And he says, this is the Sabbath year. The Lord says, rest while I fight for you. Um, since people have heart in their hearts, there will be no rest for the wicked. You will see my glory displayed through your enemies. Stand back and see the glory of God. I am fighting for my children. Didn't I say, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm? Get ready for this week because it is because disaster is coming, but you shall see my glory. Nothing was in vain. It was all for such a time as this. I love you, my children, and I am the good shepherd. Prepare to yield your crops, my children. The Lord says his judgment is upon the wicked. You will see disaster this week, but keep heart and let your heart not be troubled. Just be still and know that I am God. Blessings and cursings are being poured out um, in, this, in, the, in this hour. My spirit is being poured out and that comes with judgment. People will begin to fall on their own swords. And he said to remind you that when when we're talking when, when he's talking about swords through me, he's talking about the word because um, God's words are sharper than a sharpish two edged sword. So people begin to fall on their own words, their lies, their deceit. That's what the Lord is speaking. People gleefully go to commit sins. And another thing he said, he said, judgment is on the religious leaders who were supposed to tend my sheep. So then um, we're going to get into. Hold on, man. Let me turn on this light. We're going to get into the scriptures now that the Lord had brought to me. Because judgment is said. It's, it's said. 
So let's first go to Leviticus 25. And that says the Sabbath year. My, while Moses was on Mount Sinai, the Lord said to him, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you have entered the land, I am giving you the land itself must observe a Sabbath rest before the Lord every seventh year. For six years, you may plant your fields and prune your vineyards and harvest your crops. But during the seventh year, the land must have a Sabbath year of complete rest. It is the Lord's Sabbath. Do not plant your fields or prune your vineyards during that year. And don't store away the crops that grow on their own or gather the grapes from their unpruned vines. The land must have a year of complete rest. But you may eat whatever the land produces on its own during its Sabbath. This applies to you, your male and female servants, your hired workers, and the temporary residents who live with you. Your livestock and the wild animals in your land will also be allowed to eat what the land produces. In addition, you must count off seven Sabbath years. Fam, we had gotten to this in the last one, Lord. Do you want me to keep reading? Okay, but yeah, he want me to keep on reading. Seven sets of seven years, adding up to 49 years in all. Then on the Day of Atonement in the 15th year, blow the ram's horn loud and long throughout the land. Set this year apart as a holy time to proclaim freedom throughout the land for all who live there. It will be a jubilee year for you, when each of you may return to the land that belongs to your ancestors and return to your own clan. This 15th year will be a jubilee year. During that year, you must not plant your fields or store away any of the crops that grow on their own and don't gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. It will be a jubilee year for you and you must keep it holy, but you may eat whatever the land produces on its own. In the year of jubilee, each of you may return to the land that belongs to your ancestors. When you make an agreement with your neighbor to buy or sell property, you must take advantage of each other. When you buy land you must not take advantage of each other i'm sorry when you buy land from the neighbor from your neighbor the price you may pay must be based on the number of years since the last jubilee um let's go let's go down to verse 17 show your fear by of god by not taking advantage of each other or other i am the lord your god if you want to live securely in the land follow my decrees and obey my regulations then the land will yield large crops and you will eat your fill and live securely in it but you might ask what will we eat during the seventh year since we are not allowed to plant or harvest that year be assured that i will send my blessings for you in the sixth year so that the land will produce a large enough crop for three years when you plant your fills in the eighth year you will be eating from the large crops of the sixth year in fact you will still be eating from the large crops when the new crop in the is harvested in the ninth year hallelujah and a lot of us have toiled we have toiled over our land we have stood in 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 the in the barren fields and we have been looking and we have been waiting for our crops to yield and we just see barren land hallelujah but the lord is saying that it's time for your harvest hallelujah your crop your crops will be abundant hallelujah and when when you get these abundance of crops hallelujah you shall this is going to be complete rest you have been working for such a time as this Nothing 
nothing you did was in vain because it was for such a time as this. All the tears, all the pain, all the heartache is for such a time as this. Hallelujah. You have been planting and watering the seeds with your pain, with your tears. Hallelujah. With just being up at night toiling, you have been watering your crops in the name of Jesus. Now the Lord says rest. Hallelujah. He is speaking rest to his children. He says rest. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because I will take it from here. Hallelujah. You have done all that I need you to do. Now you sit back and know that I am God. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. Be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's go to, um, Lord, is it what? Hold on. Um, do you see, it says, then the land will yield large crops and you will eat your fill and live securely in it. Hallelujah. That's verse 19. But you might ask, what will we eat during the seventh year? Since we are not allowed to plant or harvest crops that year, be assured that I will send my blessing for you in the sixth year. So the land will produce a large enough crop for three years. Hallelujah. The Lord is doing it. Everything that we have toiled with in the past, hallelujah, was for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Be prepared for your harvest. It's harvest season. Hallelujah. Earlier, I was looking, I was doing my, um, just, you know, getting my definitions and stuff ready so I can be on point. And it, it, one of the um, things that really caught my attention was saying that farming is a job that's based on faith. Hallelujah. To be a farmer, you have to be based on faith. That's a, ba- a faith-based job. Hallelujah. Because you have to trust and believe that you will yield abundant crops. You have to trust and believe that um your crops will grow and your fruit will be good. You have to trust those things. You have to trust that the ground is going to be fertile. Hallelujah. And that's what we have been doing. We have been trusting God. Hallelujah. We have been like, um, we're going get to it the parable of the farmers hallelujah we are like the workers in the name of jesus we are the workers in the name of jesus and nothing we have did was in vain hallelujah i'm telling you harvest season is now be prepared brace yourself because the lord is pouring out blessings and curses in this hour if you have harvest wickedness hallelujah your harvest is ready i'm here to tell you the lord has sent me here to tell you your harvest is ready if you have been um um, if you have been reaping or sowing, which one is it? Sowing, sowing, um, good seeds, you out, you shall reap a good harvest. Hallelujah. Your harvest is ready. The Lord is speaking to me. He's saying your harvest is ready. Whether it's a good harvest or a bad harvest, it's been dependent, dependent on, have you came to him? Have you repented to him? Have you been staying at his feet? Hallelujah. Have you been wrestling with him like Jacob? Hallelujah. Have you been saying, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. That's what your harvest depends on. Hallelujah. Has he told me this morning, he said, this week is going to be disaster. Hallelujah. I heard him when he said it. He said, this week's going to be a disaster. And I said, Lord, and he said, yes, this week's going to be a disaster. Go tell my children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's go to Exodus. Exodus 14. Hallelujah. And let's go to verse 14 and I'm going to read it out of the NIV. And it says, hold on, I want to go up to verse 13. 
Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Hallelujah. And let's go to um the, hold on. Hold on then. Okay, yeah. Hallelujah. Just be still. It's time to rest because today the Lord is fighting our battles in the name of Jesus. Father, where do you want me to go next in the name of Jesus? Because he's been saying so much. Let's go to Psalms 127. And that I'm going to read this to you. And it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labors in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the the guards that stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, children are born in one's youth. Thus is a man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Hallelujah. And you say, it says, in vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Hallelujah. He's granting rest. Hallelujah. He is granting rest in this hour in the name of Jesus. Let's read it in NLT real quick. It says, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. Hallelujah. He's giving rest to the ones that he loves in the name of Jesus. This is the year of rest. Hallelujah. Sit back. Hallelujah. And eat the feast the Lord has prepared for you in the presence of your enemies. Hallelujah. Did you, like in the book of um Esther, Esther had had a banquet. Hallelujah. In the banquet, it was Haman. And Haman was trying to set up for the uh, the Jews all to get slaughtered. And he ended up, oh, this glory be to God. You got to go read Esther. But glory be to God because Haman tried to set up Mordecai. He wanted Mordecai killed in the name of Jesus. He wanted him killed. And just so happened by the power of God, the um, Xerxes, like the night before had just, um, the Lord had put it on his heart. Because that's really what happened. The Lord put it on his heart to go look at um over his books because he wanted to basically like bless somebody. I'm paraphrasing. Go read it. And um, he had seen that uh, Esther's cousin uh, Mordecai had um, saved him because people were plotting against the king. So do you know that Xerxes had Haman? Hallelujah. He had Haman um, walk around town while with uh like Mordecai was up on a horse and Haman was walking around the town and he was like basically honoring um, 
uh, Mordecai in that hour. And at, at the, the poll that Haman wanted to have Mordecai impaled on, he ended up being impaled on the that pole. Hallelujah. And then his sons was ended up impaled on poles too. Hallelujah. And then, um, you know, then the, the decree changed and then the Jews was able to overtake anyone that was going to try to slaughter them. Hallelujah. And I say this because the Lord is getting ready. Hallelujah. To have the enemies giving you honor. Hallelujah. The enemies have to come and give you back what they took from you. They got to lay it at your feet. Hallelujah. They got to prepare a feast for you in the presence of them. Hallelujah. They got to serve you at the banquet in the name of Jesus. That's what I'm telling you. They got to come and they got to bring it. Everything that they have stole, they got to bring it back. And they not just bringing it back. They bringing it back sevenfold. Hallelujah. They bringing it back hundredfold of what they stole in the name of Jesus. This is the hour. Hallelujah. This is the hour in the name of Jesus where they have to do these things. They have to serve you. They got to walk you around town. Hallelujah. And let everybody give you glory and honor while they guiding your horse. That's why I'm speaking this to you in the name of Jesus because we are in that hour. The time is set. Hallelujah. Welcome to your Sabbath year. I'm here to tell you welcome to the Sabbath year in the name of Jesus. And I pray that this is a year for rest for you. Hallelujah. Because like I'm going to say it again, the Lord said there shall be no rest for the the wicked hallelujah so lord um what else do you want me to read um well i have like a plethora of things to read lord where do you want me to go next let's go to john 10 11 okay hold on It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices life for the sheep. A higher hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him. And he isn't their good shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The higher hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me just as the father knows me and I know my, I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I could take it back up again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want and to also take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. Hallelujah. Because he is so mighty. And he is the good shepherd. Hallelujah. And he is guiding his sheep in this hour. That's why the Lord, he just told me to tell y'all, just remember, he is the good shepherd. When you see such calamity going on, when you see perilous times going on, just know that he is the good shepherd. Remember that this is just Sabbath year. Hallelujah. Remember when we read the wheat and the tear, how they have to separate the wheat and the tear. Hallelujah. And the um, I believe it's the tear. Yes, it's the tear. It's the weeds. They get thrown in 
building a barn to burn. Hallelujah. You are seeing that it's a harvest going on out here. So when you see in these different calamities, remember it's a harvest. It's harvesting. People are harvesting what they put into the ground. They are reaping what they have sown. So just remember that. You have to remember that. People are reaping what they sow because that's the only thing that's going to grant you peace is to know that he is the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Just remember he laid his life down for you. Hallelujah. Just remember that he is the good shepherd. Lord, where you want me to go next? In the name of Jesus. Um, let's go to Matthew 20. Okay, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wages and sent them out to work. At nine o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard at noon. And again, at three o'clock, he did the same thing. At five o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and saw some more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They replied, because no one hired us. The landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last worker first. Hallelujah. Because remember, the first shall be the last shall be first and the first will be last. Hallelujah. And it says, um, when those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wages. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more, but they were too, but they too were paid a day's wages. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour and yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered one of them, friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay these last workers the same as you. It is against, is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? So those who are last now will be first then. And those who are first now will be last. Hallelujah. And that is for such a time as this. Hallelujah. The, the Lord is beginning to pay people their due wages. Hallelujah. Because his word is so. Hallelujah. His word speaks about if you sow wickedness, you shall reap wickedness. If you sow good, you shall reap good. And the time is coming where he's paying people their wages. You are receiving your wages from your days work hallelujah and i just pray and i'm gonna keep on saying i pray that you get a good harvest in the name of jesus and i pray mercy on the people who have sown wickedness i still pray for mercy for them lord in the name of jesus because some of them i don't think they even know what they have done hallelujah hallelujah so i pray for a giver father for they not know what they do hallelujah they don't some of them don't know fam that the lord is passionate about his children some people don't know that and even though people People that do know that, that we still praying for mercy for the people who know that God's passionate about his children. We praying for mercy for them in the name of Jesus, because it ain't going to be a good day. Hallelujah, Lord. Where you want me to go next? Let's go to Matthew 21.
And let's go down to Okay, let's go down to verse 28. But what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and went anyway. Then the father told the other son, you go. He said, yes, sir, I will. I will. But he didn't go. Which of these obeyed the father? They replied the first. Then Jesus explained his meaning. I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax Tax collectors and prostitutes would get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him. While tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. Hallelujah. And that takes us to where the Lord says that judgment is set on the religious leaders. Hallelujah. Note that the Lord told me to say religious leaders. Hallelujah. The people that have been telling people that have been um telling people how to, to do things religiously. They wasn't really breaking down the cross and the true meaning of cross. They were just being religious about everything. Judgment is set. Hallelujah. Because the tax collectors, the crook, the corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes shall enter the kingdom of God before you do. The Lord is saying judgment is set upon you in the name of Jesus. Them Pharisees, hallelujah, judgment is set in the name of Jesus. Then he said that um, the people that were supposed to shepherd his flock, judgment is set on you in the name of Jesus. The ones that have let their his flock go astray, the ones who have um, been been preaching what, what made people feel good, what tickled people's ears, judgment is set on you. Come get your harvest in the name of Jesus because it's ready. Your harvest is ready. Hallelujah. Your harvest is ripe. That's what the Lord is speaking today in the name of Jesus. But let's keep going. And then we're going to get into the, um, what the Lord told me to read on his judgment for the religious leaders and the, and the, um, the bad shepherds. And it says, now listen to another story. A certain landowner planted a vineyard, built a wall around it and dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the farmer to, to tenant farmers and moved to another country. At the time of the great harvest, he sent his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmer grabbed his servants and beat one, killed the other, and stoned another. So the landowner sent a large group of his servants co- to collect for him. But the results were the same. Finally, the owner sent his son, thinking, surely they will respect my son. But when the tenant farmers saw his son coming... They said to one another, here comes the heir to his estate. Come on, let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him, dragged him out of the vineyard and murdered him. When the owner of the vineyard returned, Jesus asked, what do you think he will do to those farmers? The religious leaders replied, he will put the wicked men to a horrible death. Then lease the vineyard to other workers who will give him his share of the crop after each harvest. Then Jesus asked them, didn't you ever read this in scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing and it's wonderful to see. Hallelujah. 
I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to the, a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken in, broken to pieces and it will crush anyone it falls on. Hallelujah. When the leading priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realized he was telling a story against them. They were the wicked farmers. They, want to, they wanted to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowds who considered Jesus to be a prophet. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus is more than a prophet. Jesus is God. Okay. Hallelujah. He said that the crowds who consider Jesus to be a prophet, don't be taking that back. That Jesus is a prophet. Jesus is God. Do you hear me? He is God and his name is Jesus. Okay. So don't let that get you confused in the name of Jesus. Jesus know all cause he is, I am. He is the alpha and the omega. That's how he know. He can see things from the beginning to the end and from the end to the beginning. Do you hear me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you see where it says up in 41, the religious leaders replied, he will put the wicked men to a horrible death and leave the vineyard to others who will give him his share of the crop after each harvest. Hallelujah. That means you give God the glory. Hallelujah. He is giving people their platforms who want to glorify God, who wants to please God, who's not worried about pleasing men because you can't please both. You can't please men and you can't please God. He's giving, he's giving the lamb to people who are going to please him. Hallelujah. This is where the, the scriptures say that you will, oh, hold on. I need to get that Bible verse in the name of Jesus because Lord, hallelujah, he is so mighty. Give me a second. Hallelujah, man. I had to get this scripture because it's a transfer going on. Hallelujah. The Lord is transferring. He is transferring a hallelujah. The, the wealth of the wicked to the righteous. Hallelujah. He is transferring abundance in life. When you hear wealth, don't just think always money. He is doing a wealth transfer period in your life. Your life will be fruitful. You will produce plenty of fruit in the Lord's eyes. Hallelujah. And let's go to John 4. Let's start at verse. Hold on, because listen, this is a word. Let's start at verse 32. Hallelujah. And it says, but Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were going? The disciples asked each other because Jesus is so deep. He just so deep because he didn't even talk about food. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from the doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying four months between planting and harvesting, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another one harvests. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work and now you will get to gather the harvest. Hallelujah. And that's what the Lord is speaking. Hallelujah. His children. Hallelujah. His righteous children. Hallelujah. You shall, you shall reap harvest that you did not plant. Hallelujah. That's for the people in the back. That's what the, the, the evil, um, not the evil, but the, the bad shepherds, the people that the Lord has called to shepherd over his people. People. Hallelujah. You well, you shall get a transfer. People are going to get platforms that they did not build. Hallelujah. They going to get like it, the Lord is just about to do some mighty work because listen, he has seen all that these people have do. Hallelujah. He has seen all that people have done. He sees what has happened in the dark.
dark and he's bringing it to the light. Your harvest is ready. Hallelujah. You thought you was in the dark. I'm telling you, come out because your harvest is ready. Hallelujah. The Lord says, that's why you should keep yourself clean. Hallelujah. Because when the light comes, it exposes everything. You don't want to be a naked and and ashamed when the light comes. You want to go out to the light and show all your good deeds. But I'm here to tell you, because this is what the Lord is saying. What people have done in the dark is coming to the light. Hallelujah. Your harvest is ready. Come and get it. Your harvest is ready today. In the name of Jesus. Let's go to Isaiah 58. We're going to get to what the Lord is saying in a second in uh, Ezekiel. But give me a second. We got to go to Isaiah real quick. Isaiah 58. Okay. Shout with the voice of trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so poised. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like righteous nations that would never abandon the laws of God of his God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Hallelujah. Remember the Lord said he was calling people to fast. Hallelujah. He said he was calling people to fast and they wasn't really fasting. Hallelujah. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly in prison. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am. I am here. He will. He will quickly reply, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of the walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interest on that day, but enjoy the the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath for everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with an inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. That word is a double-edged sword. Hallelujah. Because it's people who didn't follow that word. Hallelujah. It's people that kept the yoke around God's sheep. Hallelujah. They just kept on oppressing God's sheep. And it's like a double-edged sword because now 
the Lord is telling you, you that's righteous. He's saying, these are the things that I call for you to do. And I, all your days, I will, I have you. That's basically what the Lord is saying. You do what I need you to do. Hallelujah. And I take care of the rest. I will supply all of your needs. Hallelujah. Just be still and know that I'm God and I shall supply all of your needs. But then it's also showing you these wicked people have not done that. Hallelujah. You see how the Lord is that the cut you going in and the cut you going out. That's why it's a double edged sword. This is going to slice between the spirit and the flesh. That's what it does. It cuts between joint and marrow. That's what it does. It exposes you. Hallelujah. That's why you need the word of God in your life because it's the sharpest and the sharpest. It's going, it's going to cut you both ways. It's going to cut you. Try, ask me how I know if the word of God cuts you both ways, cuts you going in it, cuts you going out. I'm telling you, it's double edged. It's double edged. So, um, let's go to Lord, where you want me to go? Proverbs six. Let's go down to verse um, 12. What are worthless and wicked people like? They are constant liars, signaling their deceit with a wink of an eye, a nudge of the foot, or the wiggle of fingers. Their perverted hearts ply evil, and they constantly stir up trouble, but they will be destroyed suddenly, broken in an instant, beyond hopes of he- all hope of healing. There is six things that the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. Hallelujah. And it's people reaping harvest because those are the things that they love to do. And you see how it says right here. And it says, um, but they is verse 15, but they will be destroyed suddenly broken in an instant beyond all hope of healing. Hallelujah. Suddenly he moving suddenly. Hallelujah. Don't a thief come suddenly in the night. Suddenly. Hallelujah. Lord, where do you need me to go in the name of Jesus? Um, Hold up, in. All right, let's go to uh, Ezekiel 34. Then the message came from the from to me from the Lord. Son of man, prophe- prophesy against the shepherds, the leader of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourself instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You drink the milk and wear the wool and butcher the best animals, but you let your flocks starve. You have not taken care of the weak. You have not tended the sick or bound up the injured. You have not gone looking for those who have wandered away and are lost. Instead, you have ruled them with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd and they are easy prey for any wild animal. They have wandered through all the mountains and all the hills across the face of the earth, yet no one has gone to search for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, you abandoned my flock and left them to be attacked by every wild animal. And though you were my shepherds, you didn't search for my sheep when they were lost. You took care of yourselves and let the sheep left the sheep to starve. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I now consider these shepherds my enemies. 
and I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. I will take away their right to feed the flock and I will stop them from feeding themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths and the sheep will no longer be their prey. Hallelujah. Lord, do you want me to read the good shepherd? Hallelujah. Listen. Hold on, fam. Okay, we're going to keep reading. I was just waiting for... Okay. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and nations. Hallelujah. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and all the places where people live. Hallelujah. And do you remember when we read Leviticus 25? He said that in the year, in that, um, I believe it was the Jubilee year, but listen, the Sabbath year, the Jubilee year. He's saying that it, you can come back to your land that he gave your ancestors. And do you see how he just said, I will go and I will, um, I will go get my sheep that's been scattered. Hallelujah. Listen, because the word of God says that he will leave the 99 to go get the one. Hallelujah. He is so mighty. He is such a man of his word. That's how you got to get into the word of God because he is a man of his word. He is so mighty. He says, yes, I will give them good pastures on the high hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hill. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the sovereign Lord. I will search for my lost ones who strayed away and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak, but I will destroy those who are fat and powerful. I will feed them. Yes, feed them justice. Hallelujah. The Lord said. And as for you, my flock, this is what the sovereign Lord says to his people. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another, separating the sheep from the goats. Isn't it enough for you to keep the best of the pastures for yourself? Must you also trample down the rest? Isn't it enough for, for you to drink clear water for yourself? But must you also muddy the rest with your feet? Why must my flock eat what you have trampled down and drink water you have fouled? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will surely judge between the fat sheep and the scrawny sheep. For you fat sheep pushed and butted and crowded my sick and hungry flock until you scattered them to the distant lands. So I will rescue my flock and they will no longer be abused. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another. And I will set over them one shepherd my servant David he will feed them and be a shepherd to them and I the Lord will be their God and my servant David will be a prince among my people I the Lord have spoken I will make a covenant of peace with my people and drive away the dangerous animals from the land then they will be able to camp safely in the wildest places and sleep in the woods without fear I will bless my people and their homes around my holy hill. And in the proper season, I will send the showers they need. There will be showers of blessings. Hallelujah. Then the Lord just take. He just said when he when he told me to come on here, he said, tell my children, I'm pouring out blessings and curses. Hallelujah. He is pouring out blessings and cursings. Hallelujah. The orchards and fields of my people will yield bumper crops and everyone will be in safety, live in safety. The Lord just said, be prepared to to yield your crops hallelujah 
When I have broken their chains of slavery and rescued them from those who enslaved them, then they will know that I am the Lord. He just said that he going to use your enemies to show you his glory. He is so mighty. They will no longer be prey for other nations and wild animals will no longer devour them. They will live in safety and no one will frighten them. And I will make their land famous for its crops. So my people will never again suffer from famines or the insults of foreign nations. In this way, they will know that I, the Lord, their God, am the and with them. And they will know that they are that that they, the people of Israel, are my people, says the sovereign Lord. You are my flock, the sheep of my pasture. You are my people and I am your God. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Ooh, he is so mighty, family. Ooh, okay. Let's let's go to Jeremiah twenty-three. Wait, hold on. Let's go to um Ezekiel thirty-six first. Okay, hold on, fam. Let's read Jeremiah twenty-three first, because I hear the Lord saying, "No, read Jeremiah twenty-three first. It says, what sorrow awaits the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my sheep, for they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they were expected to care for, says the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says to those these shepherds. Instead of caring for my flock and leading them to safety, you have deserted them and driven them to destruction. Now I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them. But I will gather together the remnant of my flock from the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their own sheepfold and they will be fruitful and increase in number. Then I will appoint responsible shepherds who will care for them and they will never be afraid again. Not a single one will be lost or missing. I, the Lord, have spoken. Family, we just read, I believe it was in Matthew. We just read that the Lord said that you are harvesting crops you did not plant. Hallelujah. Didn't you hear me when I said the Lord is saying, listen, people are going to get platforms you didn't even work for. You didn't even, you, you, he's just giving it to you. He's going to give it to you because he's going to, it just says it right here. It says, then I will appoint responsible shepherds who will care for them and will never be afraid again. Not a single one will be lost or missing. I, the Lord, have spoken. Hallelujah. It says, for the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up a righteous descendant from the King David's line. He will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And this will be his name. The Lord is our righteousness. In the day, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. In that day, says the Lord, when people are taking an oath, they will no longer say as surely as the Lord lives who rescued his people of Israel from the land of Egypt. Instead, they will say as surely as the Lord lives who brought the people of Egypt back to their own land from the land of the north and from all the countries to which he had exiled them. Then they will live in their own land. Hallelujah. Listen, we, we, we going there because judgment is set. It says my heart is broken because of the false prophets and my bones tremble. I stagger like drunk, like a drunkard, like someone overcome by wine because of the holy words. The Lord has spoken against them 
For the land is full of idolatry and it lies under a curse. The land itself is in mourning. Its wilderness pastures are dried up for they all do evil and abuse what power they have. Even the priests and prophets are ungodly, wicked men. I have seen their despicable acts here in my own temple, says the Lord. Therefore, the path they take will become slippery. They will be chased through the dark and they will fall. For I will bring disaster upon them. Didn't the Lord say this week is going to be a it's going to be disaster. At the time fixed for their punishment, the I, the Lord, have spoken. I saw that the prophets of Samaria, Samaria were terribly evil, for the for they prophesied the name of Baal and let my people of Israel into sin. But now I see that the prophets of Jerusalem are even worse. They commit adultery and live dishonestly. They encourage those who are doing evil, so that no one turns away from their sins. These prophets are as wicked as some. As the people of Sodom and Gomorrah once more, once more, once were, sorry. <laughs> Therefore, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says concerning the prophets. I will feed them with bitterness and give them poison to drink. For it is because of Jerusalem prophets that wickedness has filled the land. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says to his people. Do not listen to these prophets when they are prophesying you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise my word, don't worry. The Lord says you will have peace. Hallelujah, because the Lord was just saying that, yo, he just said, I believe it was in the last episode that people are speaking of peace, but there is no peace. Hallelujah. And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say no harm will come your way. That's why people always say, oh, yeah, you can sin. It's okay. Jesus died for you to be in sin. No, you're, that's deceptive. You lying. Jesus, Jesus died to set you free from sin. Hallelujah. Have any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence to hear what he is really saying? Has even one of them cared enough to listen? Look, the Lord's anger burst out like a storm, a whirlwind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not diminish until it's finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you hear what he says? He says, in the days to come, you will understand all this very clearly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they run around claiming to speak for me. I have given them no message, yet they go on prophesying. If they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words. They would have turned my people from their evil ways and deeds. I am Am I a God who only closed, who is only closed at him, says the Lord? No, I am far, I am far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not anywhere in the, am I not everywhere in the heavens and the earth, says the Lord? I have heard these prophets say, listen to the dream I had from God last night. And they proceed to tell lies in my name. How long will this go on? If they are prophets, they are they are prophets of deceit and fending everything they say by telling these false dreams. They are trying to get my people to forget about me, just as their ancestors did by worshiping the idols. Bell, let these false prophets tell their dreams, but let my true messengers faithfully proclaim my very word, my every word. There is a difference between straw and grain. Does not my word burn like fire? Yes, it do, Lord. I'm here to answer your word. Burn like fire, Father. In the name of Jesus, I told you. God's word is a, is a, sharp, is a double-edged sword. It's the sharpest and sharpest. It's cutting you on both sides in the name of Jesus. I'm here to testify. Yes, Father, your word burns like fire in the name of Jesus. 
it is not like a is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces? Yes, Lord. Because listen, you know how I know. You know how I know that His word is like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock into pieces. Because my heart at a time was hard, and His words came in and it smashed up my hard heart. In the name of Jesus, so I'm here to testify, Lord. Your words is like a hammer, and hallelujah, and it smashes stone in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, yes it will, because my heart was made of stone at a point. In the name of Jesus, I'm here to testify that's the truth. Therefore, says this Lord, I am against these prophets who steal messages from each other and claim they are from me. I am against these smooth tongued prophets who say this prophecy is from the Lord. I am against these false prophets. Their imaginary dreams are flagrant lies that lead my people into sin. I do not send or appoint them and they have no message at all for my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. Let's go down. We we still reading. Suppose one of the people, one of the people or one of the prophets or priests asks you, what prophecy has the Lord burdened you with? You must reply. You are the burden. The Lord says he will abandon you. If any prophet, priest or anyone else says I have a prophecy from the Lord, I will punish that person along with his entire family. You should keep asking each other. What is the Lord's answer or what is the Lord saying? But stop using this phrase prophecy from the Lord for the the people are using it to give authority to their own ideas, turning upside down the words of the Lord of our God, the living God, the Lord of heaven's armies. This is what you should say to the prophets. What is the Lord's answer or what is the Lord's saying? But suppose they respond, this is a prophecy from the Lord. Then you should say, this is what the Lord says, because you have used this phrase prophecy from the Lord. Even though I warned you not to use it, I will forget you completely. I will expel you from my presence along with this city and I, that I gave to you and your ancestors. And I will make you an object of ridicule and your name will be infamous, infamous. Throughout the ages. Hallelujah. Who he is mighty. Judgment is set. Let's go to um Ezekiel 36. Because judgment is set. He said your harvest is ready. The harvest is ready. Hallelujah. So let's go to. Okay we at there. Um, Let's see. That's because it's only a part I need to read. Let's go to verse five. This is what the sovereign Lord says. My jealous anger burns against these nations, especially Edom, because they have shown utter contempt for me by gleefully taking my land for themselves as plunder. Hallelujah. Remember in the beginning, the Lord said in the beginning of this word that people are gleefully just sinning. They just gleefully sin. Hallelujah. Um, therefore prophesy to the hills and the mountains, the ravens and the valleys of Israel. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am furious that you have, that you have suffered shame before the surrounding nations. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I have taken a solemn oath that those nations will soon have their own shame to endure. Hallelujah. But the mountains of Israel will produce heavy crops of fruit for my people for they will become for they will be coming home again soon. See, I care about you and I pay attention to you. Your ground will be plowed and your crops planted. I will greatly increase the population of Israel and the ruined cities will be rebuilt and filled with people. I will increase not only the people, but also your animals. Oh, mountains. Oh, is 
O mountains of Israel, I will bring my people to live on you once again. I will make you even more prosperous than you were before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I will cause my people to walk on you once again, and you will be their territory. You will never again rob them of their children. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord, the sovereign Lord says. The other nations taunt you saying Israel is a land that devours its own people and robs them of their children. But you will never again will devour your people or rob them of their children, says the sovereign Lord. I will not let you hear those other nations insult you and you will no longer be mocked by them. You will be a land that causes its nations to you will not be a land that causes its nations to fall, says the sovereign Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by the way they lived. To, to me, their conduct was as unclean as a woman's menstrual cloth. <sighs> they polluted the land with murder and worship of idols. So I poured out my fury on them. I scattered them to many lands and punished them for their evil for the evil way they had lived. But when they were scattered among the nations, they brought shame on my holy name for the nation said, these are my people. These are people of the Lord, but he couldn't keep them safe in his own land. Then I was concerned for my holy name on which my people brought shame among the nations. Therefore give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord. I am bringing you back, but not because you deserve it. I am doing it to, to protect my holy name on which you brought shame while you were scattered among the nations. I will show how great, how my great name is the name on which you brought shame among the nations. And I will reveal my holiness through you before their very eyes, says the sovereign Lord. So remain humble. The Lord is saying, remain humble because he seen what you did. He loved you and he shed his blood because he loved you. But remember, remember, be humble. Be humble when you receive all your, your harvest from the Lord. Be humble. Remain humble. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, for I will gather you up from the nations and bring you home again to your land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart and I will put my spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and and be careful to obey my regulations. And you will live in Israel with me. You will live in Israel, the land I gave your ancestors long ago. You will be my people and I will be your God. I will cleanse you of all your filthy behavior. I will give you good crops of cream and I will send no more famines on the land. I will give you great harvest from the fruit trees and fields and never again will the surrounding nations be able to scoff at your land for its famines. Then you will remember your past sins and despise yourself for all the detestable things you did. But remember, says the sovereign Lord, I am not doing this because you deserve it. Oh, my people of Israel, you should be utterly ashamed of all you have done. This is what the sovereign Lord says. When I cleanse you from your sins, I will repopulate your cities and and your ruins will be rebuilt. The fields that used to lie empty and desolate in the plain view of everyone will again be farmed. And when I bring you back, the pe- the people will say, the former's wasteland is like the Garden of Eden. The abandoned and ruined cities have now now have strong walls and are filled with people. Then the surrounding nations that survive will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruins and replanted the wasteland. For I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I say. Hallelujah. And then it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am ready to hear Israel's prayers and to increase their numbers like flock, 
their numbers like a flock. They will be as numerous as the sacred flocks and that fill Jerusalem streets at the time of her festival. The ruined cities will be crowded with people once more, and everyone will know that I am the Lord. Ooh, hallelujah. A family. Before I remember, I can't remember what the name of it was, but we went over these scriptures before, but we go on over it now because this is the time judgment has been set. Those words was warnings, but now judgment is set. Hallelujah. He gave people time to repent and those that repented will reap the harvest of a repentant heart. But people that harden their heart to the word of God. Whew, Lord. Um, hold on, fam. Okay, family. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. (laughs) Okay. And this tells you about the blessings and the cursings. Okay. So... If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all the commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offsprings of your herds and your flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do, and you will fill your storehouse with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in the ways the Lord you, ways the Lord will establish you as holy people, as he swore he would do, then all the nations will of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children, numerous livestock and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. He, If you listen to these kind com- these commands of the Lord, your God, that I'm giving you today, if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I am giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. Curses for disobedience. But if you refuse to listen to the Lord, your God, and do not obey all the commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come and overwhelm you. Your towns and your fields will be cursed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be cursed. Your children and your crops will be cursed. The offsprings of your herds and your flocks will be cursed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be cursed. The Lord himself will send on you the curses and confusions and frustrations in everything you do until at last you are completely destroyed for doing evil and abandoning me. The Lord will afflict you with diseases until none of you are left in the land you are about to enter and occupy. The Lord will strike you with wasting diseases, fever, inflammation, with scorching heat and drought and with the blight and with blight and mildew. These disasters will pursue you until you die. 
The skies above will be as unyielding as bronze and the earth beneath will be as hard as iron. The Lord will change the rain that falls on your land into the powder and the dust will pour down from the sky until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated by your enemies. You will attack your enemies from one direction, but you, but you will scatter from them in seven. You will be an object of harbor to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your corpus will be food for all the scavenging birds and wild animals, and no one will be there to chase them away. The Lord will afflict you with the boils of Egypt and with the tumors, scurvy and itch from which you cannot be cured. The Lord will strike you with madness, blindness and panic. You will grope around in broad daylight like a blind person groping in the darkness, but you will not find your way. You will be oppressed and robbed continually. No one will come to save you. You will be engaged to a woman, but another man will sleep with her. You will build a house, but someone else will live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but you will never enjoy its fruit. Your ox will be butchered before your eyes, but you will eat a single you will not eat a single bite of meat. Your donkey will be taken from you, never to be returned. Your sheep and goats will be given to your enemies, and no one will be there to help you. You will watch as your sons and daughters are taken away as slaves. Your heart will break for them, but they won't be able to but you won't be able to help them. A foreign nation you have never heard about will eat your crops and work so hard to that you work so hard to grow. You will suffer under constant oppression and harsh treatment. You will go mad because of all the tragedy you see around you. The Lord will cover your knees and legs with incurable boils. In fact, you will be covered from head to foot. The Lord will exile you and your king to a nation unknown to you and your ancestor. There in exile, you will worship gods of wood and stone. You will become an object of horror, ridicule, and mockery among all the nations to which the Lord sends. You will plant much, but harvest little, for the locusts will eat your crops. You will plant vineyards and care for them, but you will not drink the wine or eat the grapes of worms and will destroy the vines. You will grow olive trees throughout your land and you will never see the olive oil for the fruit will dry before it ripens. You will have sons and daughters, but you will lose them for they will be led away into captivity. Swarms of insects will destroy your trees and crops. The foreigners rolling among you, living among you will become stronger and stronger while you become weaker and weaker. They will lend money to you, but you will not lend none to them they will be the head and you will be the tail if you refuse to listen to the lord your god and obey the command and decrees he has given you all these curses will pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed these horrors will serve as a sign and warning among your descendants forever if you do not serve the lord your god with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you have received you will serve your enemies whom the lord will send against you you will be left hungry, thirsty, naked, and lacking in everything. The Lord will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a distant nation against you from the end of earth. It will swoop down on on you like a vulture. It is a nation which language you do not understand. A fierce, heartless nation that shows no respect for the old and no pity for the young. Its armies will devour your livestock and your crops and you will be destroyed. They will leave you no grain, no wine, olive oil, calves or lambs and you will starve to death. They will attack your cities until all the fortified walls in your land. The walls you trusted to protect you are knocked down. They will attack all the towns and the land the Lord your God has given you. The siege and terrible distress 
of the enemy's attack will be so severe that you will eat the flesh of your own sons and daughters whom the Lord your God has given you. The most tender-hearted man among you will have no combat compassion for his brother, his beloved wife, and his surviving children. He will refuse to share with them the flesh he is devouring, the flesh of one of his own children, because he has nothing else to eat during the siege and the terrible distress that your enemies will flick on all your towns. The most tender and delicate woman among you, so delicate she will not as much touch the ground with her own foot, will be selfish towards her husband she loves and towards her own son or daughter. She will hide them the afterbirth and a new baby she has bore so that herself herself can secretly eat them. She will have nothing else to eat during the siege and the terrible distress that your enemy will afflict on all of your towns. If you refuse to obey all the words and instructions that are written in the book, and if you do not fear the glorious and awesome name of the Lord your God, that the Lord will overwhelm you and your children with indescribable plagues. These plagues will be intense without relief, making you miserable and unbearably sick. He will afflict you with all the diseases of Egypt that have that you fear so much and you have no relief the lord will afflict with every sickness afflict you with every sickness and plague there is even those not mentioned in this book of instructions until you are destroyed though you become as numerous as the stars in the sky few of you will be left because you would Few of you will be left because you will not listen to the Lord your God. Just as the Lord has found great pleasure in causing you to prosper and multiply, the Lord will find pleasure in destroying you. You will be torn from the land you are about to enter and occupy. For the Lord will scatter you among the nations from one end of the earth to the other. They, there you will worship foreign gods that neither you nor your ancestors have known, gods made of wood and stone. There among you, those nations you find, you will find no peace or place to rest. And the Lord, see, because he said no rest for the wicked. And the Lord will cause your hearts to tremble, your eyesight to fail, and your soul to despair. Your life will constantly hang in the balance. You will live night and day in fear, unsure if you will survive. If the morning you, in the morning you will say, if only it were night. And in the evening you will say, if only it were morning. For you will be terrified by the awful horrors you see around you. Then the Lord will send you back to Egypt in ships to, to destinations I promised you. I promise you would never see again. There you will offer to sell yourselves to your enemies as your slaves, but no one will buy you. Family, the Lord, I don't know what's going to happen this week, but I know I hear my father saying disaster is coming this week. I don't know in what sense. I don't know if he, I don't know if we're going to see it on TV. I don't know if it's, going to be in people's personal lives but disaster is coming and when you're just reading this you see the blessings and the curses that he said he was going to pour out and you see the good and terrible things that is being poured out you see that people are going to reap harvest hallelujah because the time is coming where the blessings and the curses are being poured out this shows you he says things that's not even written in this book will happen what verse is that it says and verse 61, the Lord will afflict you with every sickness and plague there is, even those not mentioned in the in this book of instructions until you are destroyed. And then let's go to um, Amos 6. And it says, what, a sorrow, what sorrow awaits you who lounge in luxury in Jerusalem, you who feel secure in Samaria? You are famous and popular in Israel and people go to you for help. But over to 
canal and see what happened. But go over to canal and see what happened there. Then go to the great city of Hamath and down to the Philistine city of Gath. You are no better than they were. And look how they were destroyed. You push every thought of coming disaster, but your actions only bring the day of judgment closer. How terrible for you who sprawl on ivory beds and lounge on your crutch on crutches, couches, I'm sorry, couches, eating the meat of tender lambs from the flock and the choice of calves. And the choice of cash fattened in the stall. You sing trivial songs to the sound of the harp and fancy yourself to the great musician like David. You drink wine by the bowl full and the perf- and perfume yourself with fragrant lotions. You have not you care nothing about the ruin of your nation. Therefore you will be the first to be led away as captives. Suddenly all your parties will end. The sovereign Lord has sworn by his own name that this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. I despise the arrogance of Israel and I hate her fortress. I will give this city and everything in it to their enemies. If there are 10 men left in one house, they will all die. And when a relative who is responsible to dispose of the dead goes into the house to carry out the bodies, he will ask the last survivor, is anyone else with you? When the Person begins to swear no by and he will interrupt and say, don't stop. Don't even mention the name of the Lord. When the Lord gives the command, homes, both great and small, will be smashed and smashed to pieces. Can horses gallop over boulders? Can oxen be used to plow them? But that's how foolish you are when you turn justice into poison and the sweet fruit of righteousness into bitterness. And you brag about your conquest of Lodibar. You boast, didn't we take Karnim by our own strength? O people of Israel, I'm about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord of heaven's army. They will oppress you throughout your land from Libo Hamath in the north to Arab Valley in the south. Okay, hold on, fam. Lord, which one you want me to go to next? All right, let's go to Jeremiah 11, and let's go down to verse 4. For I said to your ancestors, no, 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 let's go down to verse three. Say to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Cursed is anyone who does not obey the terms of my covenant. For I said to your ancestors, when I brought them out of the iron smelting furnace of Egypt, if you obey me and do whatever I command, command you, then you will be my people and I will be your God. I said this so I could keep my promise to your ancestors to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you live in today. Then I replied, Amen, Lord. May it be so. Then the Lord said, Broadcast this message in the streets of Jerusalem. Go from town to town throughout the land and say, Remember the ancient covenant and do everything it requires. For I silently warn you, your ancestors, when I brought them out of Egypt, obey me. I repeated this warning over and over to this day, but your ancestors did not listen or even pay attention. Instead, they stubbornly followed their own evil desires. And because they refused to obey, I brought upon them all the curses described in this covenant. 
again the Lord spoke and said, I have discovered a conspiracy against me among people of Judah and Jerusalem. They have returned to their sins of, of their ancestors. They have refused to listen to me and are worshiping other gods. Israel and Judah have both broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to bring calamity upon them and they will not escape. Though they beg for mercy, I will not listen to their cries. Then the people of Judah and Jerusalem will pay, pray to their idols and burn incense before them. But the idols will not save them when the disaster strikes. Look, now, people of Judah, you have as many gods as you have towns. You have as many altars of shame, altars of burning incense to your god Baal as there are streets in Jerusalem. Pray no more for these people, Jeremiah. Do not weep or pray for them, for I will not listen to them when they cry out to me in distress. What right do my pe- my beloved people have to come to my temple when they have done so many immoral things? Can their vows and sacrifices prevent their destruction? They actually rejoice in doing evil. I, the Lord, once called them a thriving olive tree, beautiful to see and full of good fruit. But now I have sent the fury of their enemies to burn them with fire, leaving them charred and broken. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, who planted this olive tree, have ordered it destroyed. For the people of Israel and Judah have done evil, arousing my anger by burning incense to Baal. Listen, we listen, fam. If it's the Lord ain't coming through with His word confirming it, listen. I. It's it's just your 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 harvest is ready. Your the, the harvest is ready and it's ripe. Let's go to Isaiah thirty two. Look, a righteous king is coming. An honest pr- prince will rule under him. Each one will be like a shelter from each one will be like a shelter from the wind and a ref- refuge from the storm. The streams of water in the desert and the shadow of a great rock in a parched land. Then everyone who has eyes will be able to see the truth, and everyone who has ears will be able to hear it. Even the hotheads will be full of sense and understanding. Those who stammer will speak out plainly. In that day, ungodly fools will be will not be heroes. Scoundrels will not be respected. For fools speak foolishness and make evil plans. They practice ungodliness and spread their false teaching about the Lord. They deprive the hungry of food and give no water to the thirsty. The smooth tricks of scoundrels are evil. They plot crooked schemes. They lie to convict the poor when they when the cause of the poor is just. But generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. Listen, you women who lie around in ease. Listen to me, you who are so smug. In a short time, just little, just a little more than a year, you careless ones will be will suddenly begin to care. For your fruit crops will fail, and your harvest will never take place. Tremble, you women of ease. Throw off your compl- complacency. Strip off your pretty clothes and put on burlap to show your grief. Beat your breast in sorrow for your bountiful farms and your fruitful grapevines. For your land will be overthrown with thorns and briars. You, your joyful homes and happy towns will be gone. The palace and the city will be deserted and the busy town will be empty. Wild donkeys will frolic and flocks will graze in empty forts and watchtowers. Until at last the spirit is poured out on us from heaven. Then the wilderness will become a fertile field, and the fertile field will yield bountiful crops. Justice will rule in the wilderness, 
and righteousness in the fertile land. And this righteousness will bring peace, yet it is bringing quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in safety, quietly and at home. They will be at rest. Hallelujah. Even if the fortress could be destroyed and the city torn down, the Lord will greatly bless his people. Wherever they plant seed, bountiful crops will spring up. The cattle and donkey will graze freely. Family, the Lord is doing it. He's doing it. These are now words. He's doing it. Hold up. Lord. Let's read the King James Version of this part again. And it says, the start of verse 9. Rise up, ye women that are at ease. Hear my voice, ye careless daughters. Give an ear unto my speech. Many days and years shall ye be troubled, ye careless women, for the vintage shall fail, the gathering shall not come. Tremble, ye women that are at ease, be troubled, ye careless ones, strip you and make you bare, and gird sackcloth upon your loins. They they shall lament for the for the teats of their pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine. Upon the land of my people shall come up thorns and bearers. Ye upon the houses of joy and joyous in the joyous city, because the palace shall be forsaken, the multitude of the city shall be left, the forts and the towers shall be dens forever, a joy of wild asses, a pastures of flocks, until the spirit be poured upon us on the high, and the wilderness be fruitful, yield filled, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest, then judgment shall shall dwell in the wilderness and the righteous remain in the fruitful field and the work of the righteousness shall be peace and the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever and my people shall dwell in peaceable habitation habitation and in short dwellings and in quiet resting places when when it shall hell coming down on a forest in the city shall be low in a in a low price in a low place i'm sorry blessed are ye that so beside all waters and send forth thither the feet of the ox and the ass so family with all of this being said brace yourself in the name of jesus because judgment is set the the Lord's spirit is being poured out upon all flesh. And like he said earlier, with his spirit being poured out, judgment is being poured out. Hallelujah. And the Lord, he is judging people based on what has been done in the dark and done in the light. Hallelujah. If you repented, excuse me for what's done in the dark. Still take it back to the Lord because I ain't about to be like, oh, blessings be upon you. You got to ask the Lord. But you reaping what you have sown in this hour. The Lord has gave time for prayers. He has given time for fasting. Now it's time to reap what people have sown. Okay? Hallelujah. He said the harvest is ready. The harvest is ready. Is ready. I'm going to say this again. Family. He said disaster is coming. Hallelujah. I don't know. Like I'm going to say it again. I don't know if because the Lord only tell me a part. I don't know if it's a disaster in people's households or if it's going to be a disaster upon display. Like when you turn on your TV or something, you see just disaster. But disaster is coming this week. He said that to me in the name of Jesus. 
go back to your father and with, with, with prayer. Hallelujah. Just go back and stay at his feet in the name of Jesus. Because I cannot tell you, oh, you okay. I cannot tell you that. All I can do is tell you to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understandings. That's what I can tell you. Okay, I only can tell you what I hear the father speaking to me and the father's been speaking repent. That's what he's been speaking forever. Repent. Hallelujah. Turn away from your, your wickedness. I got to say turn away and hallelujah at the same time. <laughs> but turn away from your wickedness. Hallelujah. Because this is due season. If people reap and harvest, this is people's due season. Like I said, I pray. I pray that you are on the good side of this harvest. And I pray that the Lord has mercy, even on the people that have sown wickedness. I pray for mercy, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you show them mercy, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father. But nevertheless, because, Lord, nevertheless, I, I want listen, it's my job to pray for mercy. But, Lord, I understand that you're going to do what you see fit, Father, in the name of Jesus. Listen, so family... Hallelujah. The Lord want me to go on a prayer over a peace of mind. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm praying that with these calamities coming upon the earth, with these disasters, Father, coming upon the earth, Lord, I am praying, Father, that you give your kids peace of mind. I plead Psalms 91, Lord. I pray that all of your children go and read Psalms 91, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that they keep shelter in you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that they keep seeking your feet, Father. I pray that they don't just get scared hearing that judgment is set father and they go to you lord because you have all the answers in the name of jesus father that i only go and say what i hear you speaking lord in the name of jesus lord and i'm just praying father that, that you just show mercy on on your children and even on the wicked father i pray that you show mercy to us all lord in the name of jesus lord and just give us peace over our minds father supernatural peace that peace that surpasses all understanding lord i pray that you give us peace over our minds hallelujah for the things that we shall see the things that are springing forth father in the name of jesus and I, I pray that everybody is just in receive mode, Father, that they believe that the harvest is ready. Hallelujah. They are ready to receive what you have for them, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I also pray for the wicked because they don't even know, Father, in the name of Jesus, what they about to receive, Lord. And I still just pray for mercy, Father, in the name of Jesus. That's all I can think of, Father. It's just mercy. Hallelujah. It's just mercy, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Family, I love y'all. <laughs> um, most importantly, y'all gotta remember, Jesus loves y'all. Let's say it together. Jesus loves y'all. So, yeah, fam. I feel like this is, has been a long video, but the Lord has been speaking to me. As soon as I got up, I had to come and give you this word. Because I'm going to say it again. The harvest is ready. It's ready. It's, it was ripe. And now it's ready. And listen. It's the due season. So I love y'all. I pray that you are blessed 
in this land that you are getting ready to occupy. Hallelujah. I pray that you are blessed. I pray that everything you touch will be blessed. Hallelujah. I pray that everywhere you step your feet on shall be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I pray it for your enemies. I'm praying for your enemies. Hallelujah. Because they ain't seen nothing yet because the Lord is just getting started. Hallelujah. So I'm praying for him, Father, just to show mercy. Hallelujah. But nevertheless, Lord, let your will be done. That's what I'm praying over you. Just keep the peace and read Psalms 91. Go over all these scriptures we've read, but read Psalms 91 daily. Read it at night. Read it in the morning. Read it because in these times, you have to lean onto his words. Hallelujah. Because his words is show. He's getting ready to show that his word has always been alive and living. Hallelujah. So my bad fam. The uh, thing cut off. I said, let me go. But let me go, fam. Okay. And if anybody need me, you can hit my email, IG with and her beauty ministries. Go there. You know, I ain't gonna do the full shameless plug, shameless plug at the bottom. I ain't gonna do the full one. But if you need me, if you need prayer, if you need anything like that, I will get back to you in either a DM or an email. Bye.